So Broski check. You want one. Bra right? check. Yep. Checking. Checking. All good. Systems. We're go. going to check now. Uh, we are going back, Larry. We're going to save all this. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number three hundred and twenty-five, Feb eighteen, twenty twenty. 58 degrees on this day in 1981 and 2017. That's the middle of three days in a row in 2017. They had a nice warm-up. Doesn't that sound good? 21 below on this day in 1903. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media. John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. We're rapidly approaching the 40th anniversary of the U.S. Olympic hockey team getting the gold medal over the Finns in Lake Placid. Not Russia. Well, they beat the uh, commies in the semifinal game. That's right. Uh, and because uh, virtually the entire team will be in Las Vegas over the weekend celebrating the 40th anniversary in a, in a, uh, a uh, Herb Brooks tribute, uh, I called Rob McClanahan today, and he'll, he can join us Thursday. He's got to go to Vegas Friday. Oh, cool. But I want to reminisce with Rob McClanahan, who uh, maybe people don't realize or have forgotten. He scored what proved to be the winning goal over Finland in the gold medal game. And uh, we have much to reminisce about. We were both there, and uh, he, he might have a little better view than I did being, <laughs> uh, being on the ice. But he'll be joining us on the Thursday Garage Logic podcast. Very cool. Nice. If, we, if, we, if we make it to Thursday. Uh, oh, do you have something to regret? Yeah. Well, uh, no. Well, the, uh, the book of Revelation uh, apparently has had its seal broken. Oh. S-E-A-L. Okay. Uh, because the locusts have now reached China. And there's something about that constitutes the fifth trumpet prophesied in the book of Revelation. Uh, these are, of course, tabloid stories. I, I think we'll be okay. You're saying Revelation is a... Book tab- of Revelation. Ta- tabloid story? No, no, this is from a tabloid <laughs> newspaper. Oh. They're quoting the book of Revelation that uh, the plague reached uh, the coronavirus, coronavirus uh, struck China, and that may be the fifth trumpet. I guess some trumpets will sound. We've had that in the past. You recall people have claimed hearing trumpet noises in yes. the sky? Yes. Seriously? Remember, there was the one by the Mississippi River. Yeah, and they're thinking, no, that's the book of Revelation. You're going to hear trumpets when the Wait, uh, what? when the curtain falls. You're going to hear trumpets. What was your reference? I didn't get that. The Mississippi River. Uh, there was a gentleman that went out at a certain, I don't remember what time, but he recorded yeah. close to the river on River Boulevard, I think it was, eerie noises that uh, were being heard, oh, metallic spooky. and uh, trumpet-like. And that's not the first time that's happened. You want to know what the trumpets are? Yeah. Uh, Seven angels will sound the trumpets of God, which heralds the coming of Christ or the end of days. So you get that initial trumpet blast, I guess. On the sound of the first trumpet, hail and fire mingled with blood is thrown to the earth. Ooh, they throw blood at you. Burning up a third of all trees. Hmm. Number two, the second trumpet, a great mountain burning with fire, plunges into the sea. Uh, 
The third trumpet, the great star called Wormwood, falls to Earth, poisoning a third of the planet's fresh water. The fourth trumpet sees a third of the light from the sun, moon, and stars become dark. And the fifth trumpet prompts a personified star to fall from the heaven, giving a key to a bottomless pit. It all sounds rather dreadful, doesn't it? <laughs> it really does. I mean, it's... And, it, you know, and then the Vikings win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys must be uh, okay with God, huh? Uh, karma, little karma issue is what you're you saying? You know that... Uh, <laughs> you guys, I just want the Lord Almighty to know that <laughs> Kenny kept his mouth shut. Locust plagues are fairly common. Uh, really? It, you have to do the sense wins. Mm. Since the 20th century, desert locust plagues occurred from 1926 to 34, 1940 to 48, 1949 to 1963, 1967 to 1969, 1987 to 1989, 2003 to 2005, and right now you can go to Wikipedia and go to Desert Locust. But, uh, Joe, you and the gang were talking about the plagues of locusts in the news. It got me remembering about seeing a video of plagues of locusts. In the early to mid 20th century, uh, boom, FYI, locust plagues pop up quite often. This is from uh, uh, somebody whose name I can't pronounce, an email. But they're out there. You can get a, you can get a locust. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so is it a two-year circle? I have no idea how long they last. These well, you were lo- saying like 87 to 89, 68 to 70. Uh, I'm going to get the climate news out of the way because I had to do my own research. We had an emailer point out that there has been a dearth of sense winds in conventional news stories. You get a bad flood or a bad okay. tornado, they seem to be dropping the sense winds out oh. because that, that would not play into their template of uh, holding us in complete alarm and hysteria. And that's what a GLer does. That's key to it. Well, every... right now you've got these terrible floods in uh, Florida. I'm sorry, in, uh, in, in England. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that the, uh, I told you yesterday, every once in a while, the news gatherers, they, they follow up and show you the yeah. truth, yes. whether they intended to or not. Well, it turns out there's something called the Tewksbury Abbey uh, in Gloucestershire. And it's, it's uh, flooded and reappeared over the, over the last 900 years. Whoa. So it's, it's not unusual for this former Benedictine, Benedictine monastery to become marooned in floods, uh, 2007, 2012, 2019. Uh, and the Abbey has once again been left unscathed, just thanks to what is now known locally as the Isle of Tewksbury that built up around it. So, the, so they're, they're experiencing floods in England that are very dreadful floods, but they've had them throughout the history. Over the years. Uh, back to locusts for just a I'm brief not moment. I'm done with floods. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, more floods. Maybe the, you can come back to the locusts. You can drown the locusts with a big flood. Let me just finish the flood thought. Because the uh, the traditional news-gathering institutions in this country will be leading the nightly news tonight, presumably as they have, with the floods in Jackson, Mississippi, the Pearl River. Mm-hmm. Well, I had to do, you have to do some digging on this one. Dig them up. But uh, it hasn't reached, the Pearl River hasn't reached its peak. What do you call that when it? Uh, it's uh, uh, when it goes uh, the acme. Uh, no, uh, penultimate. The crest. The, the crest. crest. Yeah, the crest. 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 Uh, the uh, river was expected to crest in Jackson area at thirty-seven point five feet Monday, 
that is down from the 38-foot crest that had earlier been projected to occur on Sunday. The Weather Service said the river is currently at 36.42 feet in Jackson, Jackson, the highest it's been since 1983. Ah. The Pearl River crested at 43.2 feet on April 17, 1979, its highest level. That's 41 years ago. I don't think anyone was talking about hysteria 41 years ago. We were, we were, the uh, the activists were trying to figure out how they could make some hay with it. In in the last 40 years, they certainly have learned how. But the Pearl River uh, was in much more apparel in 1979, and the second highest occurrence was 1983. And uh, I'm not suggesting this is at all a pleasant way to live your life in Jackson, Mississippi right now with these floods, but there is nothing new about them. Locusts. Oh, uh, I got an email yesterday from Dale. Yesterday you had asked if they are edible, the mm-hmm. locusts. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently they are a they are considered a delicacy in many countries. Well, then eat the hell out of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You can eat grasshoppers. Yeah, like covered in... Chocolates, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dry them out. You could make. I'm not being. I'm not trying to make light of the situation, but wouldn't it be something if technology figured out a way to turn that into food? Yes, you yeah, grind them up for cereal yeah, and you or, fry them for this and you make them for that. You want to come over for dinner? No, I'm says not. The, the, says the guy that won't go to a fast food joint and eat the fish sandwich on a Friday. I think right. I'm eating that carp. You're out of your mind. Bullhead sandwich. I'm not doing that. I'm oh, not doing that. Such a great life. I had thought I heard somewhere that these locusts did not have wings. But I'm reading the Wikipedia page about desert locusts, and it is saying, yes, they do have Of course wings. they do. They're flying. Yeah. Rookie, look up, uh, please. I meant to do this. Yep. Uh, who was the mayor of New York City in 1963? I need to know that before I tell you what I'm about to tell you. Who was the mayor of New York? Was it, was it John Lindsay? LaGuardia. I don't think Lindsay was until... Mr. Like, LaGuardia. I, don't, I think LaGuardia was earlier. Larry LaGuardia. Larry LaGuardia. Robert F. Wagner served three terms as mayor of New York City from 54 through 65. Was he a Republican or Democrat? Uh, clicking on Wikipedia, mm-hmm. it looks like he was... Robert Wagner. That rings a bell. Democrat. Democrat. Uh, okay. The Return of the Squeegee Men in New York, uh, editorializes the New York Post, is a sign of the decline of de Blasio's New York, the Mayor de Blasio. And I have a distinct memory. For some reason, my parents went nuts, and they took, at the time, there was only six kids. Ultimately, there were to be seven. They piled six of us in the wagon, and off we went. Sliders and slammers. Up, up through Canada, around, down, or over to Maine, and down New York, and back here. And upon entering New York City, I have a distinct memory of these, of these uh, ne'er-do-wells swarming cars from under bridges. They would come out and had greasy, dirty rags. Mm. And they would wipe your windshield, not at all cleaning it, right. making it worse, <laughs> but then expecting you get a tip. Ah, and yeah. and uh, now the same thing is is reemerging in New York. It was uh, big in the seventy late seventies when I was there, yeah. and it was big in the mid nineties when I was there a bunch of times. At least these guys are using squeegees. That'd be worth it, right? And they also have spray bottles. Yeah. But do you know what's in the 
Spray. Sometimes it might be something human. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Where the reason you probably went to New York was probably the big um, magnetic sticker conference sign <laughs> nope. uh, that they were putting together nope. some new products. Uh. <laughs> Is this Among your trip to Montreal too? Is this the yeah, same one? Went to Montreal was okay. on that trip. And Since I... we're uh, talking trips, can we just take one side detour? Uh, I-, I found myself going to the bank yesterday. I tried to do this and morning. And then uh, remembered it was a holiday yesterday, what? and I couldn't right. go to oh, the yeah. bank. Did right. you go today? You didn't go what, yesterday. What Is that your story? What? Yeah. What? Uh, no. What happened with you <laughs> today? I tried to go to the bank this morning, and I gave it 10 minutes and turned around because uh-huh. it was clear the traffic was not moving in St. Paul. Okay, good. good uh, Why is that funny, Reavers? What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Well, we were wondering how how that story was going to make it onto the air after you went Roycey on it and told everybody in the building I, once about it. And Twice. I feel slighted because I wasn't told the story exclusively on my own, so I feel a little left out. And no, I, I tried to get to the bank. <laughs> Tell me the whole story. Well, I went down the hill, and it was a traffic jam. Okay. I made moves and got my way out of there and went home. Did you make it to the bank? No, I didn't get to the bank. Come, you don't say. i got to get to the bank. <laughs> we go to Twitter, and uh, we see Joe I tweeted. <laughs> the same thing, and he obviously hasn't been to Twitter since he tweeted that because uh, some jackass named MSP Traffic responded, <laughs> yeah. Great story, Such. Gonna tell that one on the podcast? Can't wait to see what happens tomorrow. So that was the fourth time that I've heard that okay. story this okay. morning. 26 hours, by the way, to get to Maine from here. That'd be a fun drive. Well, they didn't. we didn't do it nonstop. Well, I know. I'm just. I've saying. told you guys this story before. I think it's an interesting socioeconomic and North American culture story because my brain tends to think in those ways. Okay. In the summer of '63, they pile us into the Ford Country Squire, and off we go. And I think Kenny can maybe corroborate this. I, if I ask you to look it up, I'll never get the information. Right. Thank but you. what's the what's the highway called? Is it Trans Canada? I have it right here. Because I pulled up the map. Yeah. Uh, Under my You direction. went through Ottawa, correct? No, no, no. We probably... Let me start over. Between Thunder Bay and wherever we went back into the United States... Yep. I wish people would focus for a change. I've got you screwing around. I've got, I got the Trans-Canada Highway pulled up right here. Mm-hmm. My, my mic died. Constru- yeah, constructed in 1962, so that would have been open. Brand new. <laughs> I, w- I want to no, go home. Go. Leave. Yeah, here we go. Now yeah. it's back. All right. Did you hit the AB switch? I a bunch? did. Yeah. I'm telling you, that fixes everything. It does. Salt St. Marie, you went through there, correct? That would be Sault Ste. Salt St. Marie. If Lou Nanny was dead, he'd be rolling over in his grave. You take her through oh. Sudbury, yep. over to Ottawa, yep. then back to Montreal. Yep, Montreal. Can I, yeah. And, and then, then you probably came in on uh, 87 or 89. Yeah, right? right there. But they weren't freeways then, though, Chris. Salt St. Marie. No, we came through, we came down back into the country. At the top of Maine. Yes. Eustace, oh, Maine. Oh, you went way but over But that wasn't there. the point I was trying to make before I was rudely <laughs> and unprofessionally interrupted. Several times. Several times. <laughs> My mic is still working. All along that route were really cool ma and pa hotels. And the old man would make sure to stop 
at one that had the big neon martini glass. Sure. <laughs> oh, right. cool. And yeah, they'd have yeah. a pool for the kids and the whole deal. My point being, cut to 2005, 2004, I did the circle tour of Lake Superior on a motorcycle. And some of that trip was coming back to me because uh, that's the route we took. None of those places exist anymore. No. They're all gone. Yep. I saw one that was literally the tumbleweed cliche that it, it had been closed up and gone. My point being— Wait, left for, for nothing or, or new development? Left for nothing. Mm. My point being that, A, people used to take car trips, mm-hmm. and B, the modern kid— is not going to be satisfied with being thrown into a minivan and hauled through Canada. They expect to get on a plane and go to Disney World. You're right. But we could debate that because the modern kid has at his fingertips so much technology that they can just simply tune out of everything. Right. They can watch the DVDs. They can be on the Internet. They can TikTok and Twitter right. and yeah. do all that kid stuff. So... I think it's you lay it on the parents. It's the parents' faults. The parents aren't willing to drive anymore. I've got a 22-year-old that is currently on a bus to New Hampshire right now. Good. <laughs> Does that beat his bank story? No, but why wouldn't he drive? Because he's from Boston. They don't. He doesn't have a car. He doesn't have a car there. That's a member of the, the story. a number of Minnesota lawmakers are looking to tackle climate change from the capital. With a roster of multi-million dollar state investments. This is all your money. On Monday, the Minnesota House Climate Action Caucus proposed a package of bills to invest in electric buses and cars, solar production, energy efficiency improvements to buildings, and more. The 15-bill package totals $191.5 million in one-time funds, which legislators said would be funded with the state's budget surplus. So instead of the money you work for, which should be in some form returned to you, whether right now or in the means of a tax uh, decrease, the uh, Democrats are taking almost $200 million of that for this, uh, uh, this national hysteria and insanity called climate change. Representative Todd Lippert, DFL Northfield, uh, said the package aims to alleviate the effects of climate change. You can't. It's nature. Uh, we all depend on a healthy, stable climate, and we need to respond to climate change this session. Waiting to act threatens our future. No, it doesn't. It does not. The largest portion of the package is 85 mil, Jeez. devoted to energy efficiency improvements to homes, public schools, nursing homes, and commercial buildings. Have you? I just did, never thought I would live in a time when I saw mass insanity. Mm. And I'm not being facetious. Mass insanity. The second largest chunk would go towards transportation, uh, Minnesota's largest air pollutant, according to Pollution Control Agency data, with funding for electric school and public transit buses, as well as electric vehicle rebates, uh, solar panels for homes. Uh, It goes on and on and on. Legislators formed the House Climate Caucus in September, and senators followed suit with their own Climate Caucus in December. Uh, we've created this proposal because Minnesotans were asking their state legislators to recognize the urgent challenges no. posed by climate change. I, I have like not s- asked mine. I would like to see the, show me the list, please. I have not asked mine. Show me mine. the list of seven people that have asked. So there's 200 million of tax money that created, <laughs> wow. helped to create a surplus will now go to uh, fighting the urgent crisis of climate change. And I love how they always 
throw in the uh, tax rebate deals with the with the solar panels or the trucks or the cars, you know. Yeah, what a great business to be in. And even with all those benefits and all those tax breaks and everything, it's still cost prohibitive for most of us. We just can't afford to put all those panels on our on our roof and then buy all those batteries. It's just it's out of reach for all of us. You know how I have always said the climate has always changed and always will. Mm-hmm. But think about that for a minute. It does so over a, over a span of time that I couldn't even measure. In other words, it doesn't change from July 1992 till now. It, the climate changes and always has, but over millennia. There's, there's no way to, uh, to point out that the climate has changed so urgently that we now face a crisis. Oh, but the floods in Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah, the, the record is 41 years ago for that, and for all we know, there was a record that preceded that by 200 years. Well, these floods in England, aren't they no. heavy down? No, no, the uh, uh, Tweaksbury uh, uh, Castle, the old Benedictine monastery that has risen and fallen in floodwaters for 900 years. Well, well, these people that are living on cliffs in Lake Michigan, their houses are falling into the into the lake. Well, they shouldn't have built near the cliff, and two— uh, those lakes have been hammered by storms for 10,000 years. There's no crisis. None. This, I'm always preaching to the choir. This movement has nothing to do with the environment. It has to do with the complete reinvention of the United States, which isn't even the world's most significant polluter. China puts more plastic in the ocean than we do, for example. Mm-hmm. You, got, you got half this world that's still going to the bathroom outside. Uh, the, the problems we face could be coronavirus and sanitation and fresh water, all things that could be, that could be handled. But there is, no, there is no climate crisis in counting the clouds in the sky. <laughs> now we'll come back and we'll, we'll see what Bezos is up to with this. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Okay, dummies, quiz time. What's a speed loader? Tell me. Go. Such, what's a speed loader? That's Poly- like a front-end loader. I'll give you a hint. A magazine loader. Oh, that's right. It's for guns. It's putting those clips in there. Bang, 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 bang. Well, huh? Huh? Speed loader? John? Super fast. Care to, care to <laughs> I die, not after Rook's thing. No, I'm not. Rears, I'm, not, Rears, I'm not even talking to you because your family would be ashamed of whatever answer you gave. A guy that can load true. a fire on very quickly. But I'm going to tell you right now, you're getting closer, Rookie, okay. but you need to pipe, pipe down for a second here. <laughs> because when the owner employees of DKMags.com up in New Brighton, when they tell us they have the best magazine loader for a pistol ever made in store... And they'd love to give us a free demonstration. We should be showing up in mass. We should be getting the demo. We should be asking a whole bunch of questions, rookie-style questions. And then tell them we're GLers. Because when you tell them you're a GLer at DKMags.com in New Brighton or even Monticello Pond and Gun, you get the GLer-only discount, 29 bucks plus tax. Let me tell you, that's a dandy price. And if you spend a lot of time at the range or maybe your current loader is a bit of a joke, uh, that means you definitely do for another visit up to DK Mags or Monticello Pond and Gun. And don't forget about the GLer-only price. You know what? Even if you don't spend any money there, tell them you're a GLer 
you'll get a free lovely parting gift. That's how cool they are. They're my number one source in the Twin Cities for all things firearms, ammunition, accessories, holders, holsters, cases, even tactical lights for flashlight nerds like Such. They have suppressors and on and on and on. An awesome part of our GL family, Monticello Pawn and Gun and DKMags.com. Jeff Bezos, Amazon's chief executive and world's richest man, said on Monday that he was committing $10 billion to address the climate crisis in a new initiative he called the Bezos Earth Fund. And Kenny has aptly renamed Jeff Bezos. He's a Bond villain. He looks like a Bond villain. (laughs) His latest presentation, he's up on stage with... Something up there on stage with him, and he's walking back and forth and preaching. It's right out of a Bond movie. He's revealing his evil plan. There's a two-hour special about him tonight on public television that I'm tempted to watch. Hmm. The rise of Jeff Bezos. We're going to have to. I would like to know more. Uh, The effort will fund scientists, activists, and non-governmental organizations. Uh, He said, uh, because climate change is the biggest threat to our planet... I want to work alongside others both both to amplify known ways and to explore new ways of fighting the devastating impact of climate change. You have First thoughts, of all, he's yes. already disqualified Why? from hectoring anyone. Well, he's got the fleet of private planes, limousines, 15 houses. Jeff Bezos, I don't care how he spends his money. He can do whatever he wants with it. Right. I'm not a Bernie Sanders type, but I'm getting there. When I learned this, <laughs> Bezos spent more on this house in Beverly Hills. He just bought the the old uh, David Geffen, uh, Frank Warner estate. Oh wow! For a hundred and sixty five million dollars. Wow! Which uh, is that's literally pocket change. A lot to him. Of money. He made okay. that right now. Yeah. <laughs> so he spent a hundred and sixty five million dollars, and according to Market Watch, that is more. Then Amazon has paid so far in federal corporate income tax for 2019. <laughs> Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos paid 165 mil for a palatial Beverly Hills mansion, and according to SEC filings, uh, with that sum, the Amazon uh, founder could have footed the entire 2019 tax bill his company is planning to pay this year. He may have three million left over. Bezos purchased the Warner Estate, originally designed in the 30s. It's really a neat house. They just paid $90 million too, for some more land in Beverly Hills. Uh, on and on. Again, I don't care how he pays. Uh, I don't care wh- where he lives or what he does with his money. You just don't get to lecture me about what you call a climate crisis, you bond villain. Mm-hmm. Amazon owes more than a billion in federal taxes for 2019. The online retail pioneer so far has paid $162 million on the 2019 bill, with the remaining $914 million owed in 2019 federal income taxes. Uh, they won't, uh, an Amazon rep will not comment on Bezos' property purchase or the company's tax rates, but referred to a previous company statement on Amazon's tax bill. We follow all applicable federal and state tax laws, and our U.S. taxes are a reflection of our continued investments. Yeah, but you're still paying less per capita than everybody in this room, and that kind of rubs me the wrong way. Well, Such, don't—you have an accountant. I have an accountant. My accountant, for me, does everything possible in order for me to pay the least amount of taxes. Yeah, me too. It's what makes this country great. Now, right. I still pay more, than, more taxes than <laughs> I can afford, but I, I don't— 
I'm not getting your beef with him and, and his taxes. Because because at a certain point, it is unreasonable to expect on a per capita basis that a corporation like Amazon would pay fewer taxes than anyone in this room on a per capita basis when you factor in the percentages. Well, you are playing right into their, the other side. I guess I am. I guess I am. But let me stick then with my the point I'm more solidly on in a foundation. You don't get to tell me about the climate crisis no, with the right. life you live. Right. You just don't get to. Yeah. There is no crisis with the life you live. It's really become evident that uh, it's it's the climate crisis is really built for snobs. It's really built for those who want to look down on the rest of us, like like uh, uh, Bloomberg, and say, you peons are going to ride the bus. I, I'm taking my helicopter to one of my homes. I don't know where. I might go to Bermuda this weekend. I might go to Colorado. I might go to one of my New York penthouses. I don't know which. And that's all fine. Spend the money any way you want. But shut the hell up. Yeah. You've got no business telling me how to live. Yes. Um it was ten billion for climate crisis, right? Yes, yeah. in, in grants. Yeah. So if that money didn't go towards the climate crisis, that's just ten billion he was going to owe the government anyway. No, ten I mean billion. he's using that as a tax break. Oh, it's a he'll have a positive tax consequence for it. Yeah, brilliant on his personal income tax. Brilliant, sure. But that represents I can't do the percentages. <laughs> That's point zero 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 nine of his wealth. Well, I guess my point is just that if he wasn't spending it on that, it would be going to the government anyway. Yeah. That I don't know. No, I think he's right. Yeah. Are uh, you calling it a ray of hope? What, what are you? <laughs> no, I'm just real? saying that the, the re, he's not doing this because he's seeking virtue, as the mayor would say. He's doing this because he knows the money's going to end up, you know, to the IRS anyway. Uh, okay, maybe that's the case, but uh, let me just rest on my larger point. I'll go back to Salt St. Marie yep, now. There you go. <laughs> South St. Marie. Uh, the larger case is he's among those who can't lecture us. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right. And and Bloomberg is among those who can't lecture us. Uh, All five is, feet, two of them. How is Bloomberg, I don't care how tall he is, how is Bloomberg, uh, how are the Democrats going to square Bloomberg's uh, checkered past of public comments with the fact that he's buying the presidency. Uh, did you hear what he said about farmers? Yep. Yes. It's amazing what yeah. this guy's gotten away with. He simplified it, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he was speaking at the University of Oxford in 2016 at the Syed Business School. He was asked if America's living on the if Americans living on the coasts, who are generally more liberal, really, could be unified with those who live in middle America, who are generally more conservative. In response, Bloomberg implied that anyone could be a farmer because it requires a low level of intelligence to be successful. Wow. I could teach anybody, even in this room, no offense, how to be a farmer. You dig a hole, you put a seed in, you put dirt on top, add water, up comes the corn. It's that easy. It's that easy. You could learn that. Then we had 300 years of the industrial society. You put the piece of metal on the lathe, you turn the crank in the direction of the arrow, and you can have a job. And we created a lot of jobs. At one point, 98% of the world worked in agriculture. Today, it's 2% in the United States. Now comes the information economy, and the information economy is fundamentally different because it's built around replacing people with technology and the skill sets that you have to learn are now are how to think and analyze, and that is a whole degree level different. You have to have a different skill set. You have to have a you have to have a lot more gray matter than to be a farmer, in other words. Uh, and there was a great tweet about someone said, "Well, apparently somebody forgot to water uh, a Bloomberg." 
get it? He didn't grow oh, very he didn't tall. Grow all the way. Yeah. You know, he was just in Minnesota, what was it, a month or so ago? Up at yeah. a farm. And he went to a farm, and yeah. he, he was shocked and amazed at everything the farmer showed him. <laughs> yeah. No, and uh, if I remember right, it might have been his very first visit to a farm, and he visited a really big farm. Well, mm-hmm. he's, the, the, he's no more out of touch with regular folk than anybody else seeking the Democratic nomination. Yeah, that's no, true. They're all that's, out of touch. That's true. I mean, this is exactly why it's going to be a landslide in November. Well, you you, you know what? Here we are defending, or I here I am defending Klobuchar again, but I don't think you could say that about Klobes. I think she probably knows what goes down at a farm. I would assume so. Well, anyway. she's from the Iron Range. Well, I, don't, I, I can't think of many things that might be more difficult than running a successful farm. Oh, my God. I can't imagine. <laughs> Especially you know, in 2020. We're losing a farmer to suicide at that's, least oh, every day true. in Wisconsin. It's, it's just dreadful. It's just dreadful. That's how heavily. That. Oh yeah. This guy it's, has said. Uh, this guy has said black and Hispanic males can't don't know how to behave in the workplace. Oh boy. He's had his troubles with uh, women. offending women. Uh, how how are these frauds going to accept him? How are these frauds not going to point all that out? As I was uh, leaving my house today, the view was on the television. <laughs> Why do you do this to me? And no, no. Megan McCain was challenging Joy Behar on that same thing because Joy was defending Michael Bloomberg, and she said, "How can you? De- how can you defend?" And Joy just overlooked it because he. Uh, she said some stupid. So they they're not playing fair. They will not uh, take him on for what his word was. And My just talk one oh seven. That's a dirt alert. I didn't say I was sitting there watching it. <laughs> What, is that n- normally out of character for Joy on that show? Yeah, very much so. She, uh, you know, normally would not defend that uh, extent, and uh, when Whoopi jumps in, it's well, all hell breaks loose. Him running is just solely to satisfy his ego, isn't it? Well, yes, and he's buying it. He's, well, he's got the money so to the buy it. You know, we talked about that off the air, and I don't see what the big deal is because they're all buying it. Yeah. The only difference is it's coming out of his pocket exclusively. Yeah. Well, that would signal but, your idea then that he's doing it for his own ego. Yeah. He yeah. has everything else to spend money on anymore. Right. Yeah. He yeah. hates Trump, too, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, that's part of the ego thing. Well, they're all to, united in that. Yeah, they're all wants, united. That's yeah, pretty yeah, much I think what they he have. takes it personal, though, because of the New York connection. It's, yeah. it's but, a, like a cage match. But at this right. point, you're trying to see, if you being the Democrats, you're just simply trying to see who can put the biggest dent into the vote for Trump. And mm-hmm. it ain't going to be Bernie. Uh, it ain't going to be Biden. It's not going to be Amy, so it's probably going to be Bloomberg. There has to be a candidate that they, the Democrats, all finally, when push comes to shove, say, I'm going to have to swallow my Democratic pride and go with Bernie or go with whoever it is. A communist would not be better than Trump. Bernie would not be better than no, Trump. No, I don't think any of them have a chance to beat him. There's an interesting editorial in today's Star Tribune saying that we already live in a socialist that, society. Yeah, yeah. Well, by a school teacher, by the way. I didn't give it a lot of credence. <laughs> Say, I got a lot of uh, Grunhofer mentions today in the emails, but uh, Anna from Adamita, she's one of our fans, Anna Tyrell from yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 She says, I've not heard this mentioned from Grunhoffers. They're breakfast sausage. My grandson Mark oh. was with us all this weekend, so I served them on Sunday. They are as big as the bratwurst with pork, bacon, potato, and cheese. Oh. There may be other goodies inside, but these are the ones I remember. 
So, yeah, of course, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats has breakfast sausage. So the breakfast sausage is the size great of a big, bratwurst? Great big bangers. Oh, my God. Great big bangers. Is that what the Brits call them? Yeah, That's bangers and mash. Bangers and mash. Only I've had bangers, and I've had them in the UK. I bet you have. And I'm going to take Spencer <laughs> over anything I find in London. You got I, what I'm saying? I bet you've had your share of gherkins, too. <laughs> I have. Some would say that at one time you were a banger. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hit the drums. Exactly. That's what I meant. Okay, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. just like that, too. At the north end of Hugo. My wrist hurts. On Highway 61, uh, which has become the garage logician's go-to place for every imaginable meat need you have, including breakfast sausage, we now learn. Mm -hmm. Breakfast sausage. Doesn't that sound good? Doesn't that sound good? Shall we? With a nice Bloody Mary. 14 (laughs) kinds of summer sausage, uh, pre-made oven-ready meatloaf, rookie burgers, ribeye burgers, ham, bacon, salmon, uh, the list is endless. Whatever you want with me- if they don't have meat that you want, you don't need it. That's right. right. You know, and you've never even heard of they've it. They've chosen for you. We yeah. see and hear from Anna so much. I'm kind of peeved that uh, we need to include her on the list. When she's going to Grund Offers, she's got to oh, pick up for all of us. Yeah. 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 Probably buy for us. Get, get with the program here, Terrell. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, you all know where it is. It's the best. And the- Hey, this weekend... Near forty degrees. Yeah, you grilled last night, John. I did in a snowstorm. In a snowstorm. In a snowstorm. So uh, they'll be grilling uh, this weekend. Get everything you need at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats at the north end of Hugo on Highway sixty one. This this next song is uh, is one we're gonna play because of Trigger and Kenny and Bob. Big backyard. University of Garage Logic, 98. College of Self-Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. I think they wrote this song the morning of this performance. Really? That's how these guys sound like it. That's so cool. They were really good musicians and a lot of fun. Where was this at, Kenny, again, remind uh, me? This was at the Caboose nice. in the uh, early 90s. Nice. Here's John Haidt. Thank you, Joe. Uh, quick sports note. The Twins have announced the first 30 theme nights for the 2020 season. Oh, boy. Uh, some of the first uh, new theme nights include First Avenue Night. That'll celebrate the team's downtown Minneapolis neighbor in the 50th year of the famed music venue. Uh, other new ones for this year, Sesame Street Day and Friends night friends as in the tv show other returning theme uh, games include a game celebrating nine local colleges and universities uh, also other sports franchises like the wild pop culture gatherings for star wars margaritaville the grateful dead the women and baseball series and fundraising efforts for cancer awareness night and love your melon night uh, you can check out a full list of the theme nights at twinsbaseball.com uh, yeah, whatever. We're really trying to market baseball to people who have no interest in baseball. I will give them credit, though. I was I didn't understand the college-themed nights, but the hats they do are cool for those particular Explain nights. Explain to me, then, Grateful Dead Night. They're going to have a baseball hat with a, a Minnesota Twins and Grateful Dead theme mixed together. I don't know what that will be. Oddest thing I've ever heard. Gross. Two tennis shoes and a drive. <laughs> no, a pair of tennis shoes. Are handing out free tabs of LSD? <laughs> And shirts that haven't been washed in 20 uh, years. Are you reminding me? I got to text Bryce and Lavelle. They need to get me one of those spring training hats. The uh, sandals and socks and dirty underwear. In, 
Australian news. Ashtray floors. <laughs> dirty, 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 clothes. filthy jokes. Yeah, something like that. In news, let's start first with the weather. The state patrol said there were 168 crashes, 174 spinouts. That was last night from 4 to 9 p.m. Another 208 crashes and 155 spinouts from 9.30 p.m. to 9 a.m. Tuesday. Altogether, that means there was more than 700 total crashes and spinouts reported in 17 and a half hours. That equates to about 40 traffic incidents per hour during that time period. Uh, depending on where you lived, you could have gotten up to 10 and a half inches of snow. New Ulm area got that. And uh, as you moved north, there was less snow. New Ulm and uh, the National Weather Service was saying there was a strange pocket that just kind of sat over New Ulm. UFO. Yeah, and they got a lot of it. Today's uh, mo- the, the morning rush was blasphemous. It was just I tell you, awful. I tried to get to the bank. And it didn't what? work out for you. <laughs> and that traffic was so bad, what I turned happened? around. Oh, yeah, I gave up. Oh, it was wow. an ice skating rink. Gave up. It was, it was terrible. Yeah. There was, when I drove into work today, this was a very... I've never seen this on Territorial, our side road here. There was a car that looked like, obviously, that had just been in a crash, sitting in the middle of the road. Uh, the airbag was out, but there were no human beings around. There was no police cars, and there were no tow trucks. You know what that is, don't I don't, you? know. It was probably a stolen car. Oh, I was going to suspect it was someone. Yeah, well, yeah, he, or he, drinking and something driving. hit him. I love so when you're driving along and you just see an entire fender laying there. Yeah, yeah well, they're they're laughing. Laughing. They, they left the scene and said, "The fender, the hell ah, screw it." it. The hell I don't get, get by. Is the people that leave their bumper there or their bumper cover and they leave their license plate there? Yeah, and I've I, seen that. I think I'd grab my plate. Yeah, yeah. I'm just one of those nerds. You. Believe where, me, they would not have the means to grab their plate. You're right. You're right. St. Paul police said a brutal attack Saturday afternoon in Frogtown could have turned out a lot worse after assailant stole a car that still had two young children inside it. Investigators said a man who lives on the corner of Virginia Avenue and Sherburn Street was putting his children inside his van when a group of teenagers assaulted him, took his wallet and keys, and then drove away in the van with an 8-year-old boy and his 1-year-old sister still inside. Oh the man, who uh, wishes to go only by the name of Alex, told our TV folks, Five Eyewitness Sues, the attack happened very quickly. He says he's happy his two kids are doing fine, and seven juveniles have now been arrested in connection with the assault. He said, I just remember getting the kids in the van, and all of a sudden one guy clotheslined me across my throat. Jeez. I went down, and several people then were kicking and punching me, stole my wallet and keys, and drove off wow. with the kids inside. They don't even give them a chance. It's just instant violence. Alex and they're 15 and 16. Right. Yep. Alex said one of the attackers who was driving the van stopped at the intersection and hopped into another car and sped off with several other suspects where they were eventually apprehended at a nearby Target store. He said the assault was traumatic, but nothing compared to seeing the van drive off with my kids inside. Mm. Very grateful to St. Paul Police for their quick response. The St. Paul Police said all seven suspects arrested are between the ages of 15 and 16. Time to lower the age. Old. Time to lower the age it, it for these criminals. It doesn't matter, Rook. Either way, they're going to be on the street, you know, right now. True. They're back at it right now. Now, this is going to be taken care of. We're going to have ambassadors. Yep. We have 20 cabinet members. We're going to redesign public spaces what to make them, make them more welcoming. Uh, got to give them some money. We're going to give you some money, yeah. Uh, I need some advice from uh, you, Such, and you, Matthew. A friend of the show, Naomi, she lives in Fargo, wants to come down for the visit. Uh, visit. She used to live here. However, now she's worried about her own safety. Would you say come, come uh, ahead? Or come would on you say, down. Just don't ride light rail. 
that that's the best you can do for her? Well, where does she want to go? St. Paul, your whole city is there's, an asshole. No, there's, there's plenty of areas where she's going to be completely fine. Uh, Name one. Uh... Highland? No. Uh, no. Highland, you got the rapist on the corner right by Highland um, Village propositioning um, minors after he got out of prison. For 7th Street? Rape, 22 years. Yeah. Some mom he, confronted him. Uh, Cathedral okay. Hill. Cathedral Hill. She'll be uh, Downtown? 7th uh, Street. Street. In, in Cathedral Hill? Yeah. Downtown? Summit? Fine. Mm, Grand Summit, Avenue. Probably okay. Grand Avenue and Macroven, yes. Yeah. Naomi, if I were you, I'd stay in Fargo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Just go shack up with the Soucheries. No, yep. I can't. Oh, yeah, they're up. over there you on Main. You got a spare bedroom over there, there don't you? you got <laughs> One, two, three, Main. You got a pond or something? Got a pond. Pond would be good for you. Just look for the birds flying into <laughs> yeah. the windows. Speaking of crime, the GOP minority in the Minnesota House announced a slate of bills Monday aimed at reducing rising violent crime in Minneapolis and St. Paul and on the Metro Transit System, drawing a sharp retort from Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry. He was in the crowd. Urban cr- uh, crime is already developing into an issue for the 2020 election campaign in Minnesota. House Minority Leader Kurt Dowd of Crown and another Republican leader said at a news conference, it's not just a concern for Minneapolis and St. Paul residents. Doubt said we all represent constituents who travel to the cities to visit family, friends, who work, who go to sporting events, who go to concerts, and they all worry about their safety. This is just what we talked about. Brilliant. The the proposals. That's what I do, Kenny. It's just you amaze me. Thanks, Kenny. Sometimes. And how are the... Consult that guy on Facebook about how he should be doing my news. How are these uh, (laughs) questions answered? The proposals include raising penalties for gang members who use guns in crime. Boosting funding for the State Bureau of Criminal Apprehension against gangs and drug trafficking. Requiring cities to provide major sports and entertainment venues with sufficient police or risk losing state aid. And stepping up enforcement on the light rail system, including uh, more people to watch the uh, light rail system. People armed with firearms? Yeah. And badges? Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry crashed the news conference, accusing the Republican lawmakers of trying to make public safety a partisan issue and accused them of spreading misinformation while providing too little financial assistance to cities large and small. Mayor said Republicans should be working collaboratively with cities instead. He was particularly irritated with claims that Minneapolis has not increased its ranks of police officers. Mayor said his current budget provides for a third police academy class this year, which would add 20 to 40 new officers to the force. But they're still under the allotment, correct? But Republicans said that's barely enough to cover retirements and other attrition, and less than what Police Chief Madaria Arredondo had sought when he proposed that the state raise the department's cap on sworn officers from 888 to 1,000. Democratic St. Paul Mayor Melvin Carter also criticized the GOP initiative as misleading, he pointed out that overall, violent crimes in St. Paul fell to a 25-year low last year. Oh, BS. Didn't so, they have a record number of yes, murders? Yes, Though his statement soft-pedaled how homicides doubled from 2018 yeah. to 2019 to 30. Wouldn't that be considered serious crime, John? I would think so. <laughs> Their highest think level like it, yeah. since mid-1990s. Did you see, uh, and I don't remember who the uh, legislator was, uh, Mayor Fry walking down the hallway with the GOP legislator? Put his hand on his Grashel shoulder. Or yeah, yeah. Or, Put or his hand on his shoulder me. and yeah. said, don't touch me. It's <laughs> like when Jesse batted that hand away from uh, May Shunk or something. Oh. Yeah, don't touch me. So he's upset about them politicizing this and making it a, a divisive topic. But is he offering any adult solutions? Not that I've no, seen. No, I, not one. Would. I don't know. 
Uh, an imminent one-week strike by nurses, lab techs, and other caregivers at health partners clinics in the Twin Cities has been averted with a tentative contract agreement reached early Tuesday, and according to announcement from the Labor Union, the Service Employees International Union. The now-called-off strike was set to begin at 6.30 on Wednesday morning. President Trump on Tuesday suggesting he may file lawsuits over the outcome of former special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation. All of this on Twitter, as usual. He again also lashed out over the trial of longtime associate Roger Stone, who's scheduled to be sentenced this week in a case stemming from the former special counsel's probe. He tweeted, everything having to do with this fraudulent investigation is badly tainted and, in my opinion, should be thrown out. The whole deal was a total scam. If I wasn't president, I'd be suing everyone all over the place. Then in caps, but maybe I still will witch hunt. It's unclear on what grounds the president could sue over Mueller's finding. Uh, Trump also repeated his claim that Mueller came to the White House seeking the FBI director's job, a topic the former special counsel addressed in his report, and a claim that's been refuted by multiple White House insiders, among them uh, Stephen Bannon, who told federal investigators Mueller did not go to the White House seeking to become FBI director, but was instead invited by President Trump to offer a perspective on the institution. About six months to go to the Minnesota State Fair. Have fun, fellas. How you doing? Yeah. Uh, You'll the, be there whether you like it or not. Yeah. State Fair announced uh, another addition to the Grandstand Concert Series. Brother, I don't know, know if I'm going to be here next week. <laughs> well, now that you mention it, I don't know that we're going to even do the fair. We don't know yet. It's too early. A lot can happen between now and then. That's right. That's right. See how the fair stays who, in the news, who, though? Who's the new group coming in, John? Uh, it would be country singer Tim McGraw, mm-hmm. September 1st. A special guest. I actually like this band, uh, Midland. They're a somewhat new country band. Uh, had a big hit last year called I Got a Drinking Problem. Yes, you do. <laughs> no, that's the name of the song, Kenny. Oh. McGraw joins the Doobie Brothers and Darcy Lynn and Friends as musical acts to perform at the grandstand so far this I year. I think I want to see the Doobs. They got Mike McDonald this time yeah, around, which yeah. would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tickets go on sale Friday, S- 10 a.m. Skunk playing with them? Skunk is not playing with them, no. What's the point? Prices were. <laughs> Prices range from $60 to $88. This will be McGraw's third appearance at the Great Minnesota Get Together, where he previously performed. The thing is, with Such, you always say this, but the fact of the matter is, your job at the fair, like, let's say they just happen to appear the night that you work at the, at the fair. You won't stick around. I, I mean, you won't, like, we're done, say, at 3 o'clock. You will not stick around until 8 o'clock to see the start of that I, I have previously. I where, stayed for where, where uh, Al Green. Al Green and B.B. King. Where do you hang? What do you do? Where uh, do you go? Trailer well, but remember, we were on until about 6 o'clock. We, we, yeah, yeah, we were dressing room no, out we were there. on until 6 o'clock. There wasn't a lot of time left to worry about. He sits inside the lounge of the Mexican Who's hat. the gal we saw, John? Uh, um, the old babe. Yeah. Uh, What's her name that's passed now? Yeah. Sharon? Uh, uh, she no, did not. No, Sharon. Eddie no. James? Was that? Eddie James. You saw Eddie. Yeah, it was Eddie James, B.B. King, and Al Green. And it was B.B., unfortunately, at the end of his... Uh, career when he was standing down and Etta, not really doing much. Etta was always a good show. Etta was always. great. Yeah. So, and, and if you're safe at home and you're comfy and you, you got your feet yeah, up you and you're on your like your eighth cocktail, yeah. there's no way you're going to go over to the state fair. I, I don't know just, how it's going to play out yet, Kenny. I don't have my calendar filled in for just asking you. Just asking you. Don't lie to us, Joe. Yeah. Just just don't lie. I to just us. said I might like to see the Doobie Brothers. Okay. Well, we all know it's not going to happen. <laughs> wow. And Joe, before someone, um, sorry about that attack, Joe. 
Before someone jumps on me for not doing my research, uh, you referenced earlier Governor Ventura saying, don't touch me. Uh, I forget who you, to May Shunk, but... It wasn't May? It was not. It was during the forum on Channel 2, Ventura took umbrage with the Republican yes. uh, Representative Carol Molnow. You're after right, she you're right. him Carol several Mul- times yes. during yeah. the debate. Yeah. Please, don't touch me. I'm not touching you. Yeah. And then they <laughs> yes. came out with a bunch of don't touch me stickers. <laughs> yes. And we made a song about it that we can't play. You can't touch it. Yeah. That's right. Uh, one other concert note, Ozzy Osbourne has canceled his 2020 North American No More Tours 2 tour. Isn't his health going down yeah. pretty fast? Yes, That's very why. quickly. I hadn't yeah. intended on seeing him. You weren't going to No, that. no. The announcement said it's to allow him to continue to recover from various health issues he's faced over the past year. Was he at Parkinson's? I yep. saw, yeah. did Ozzy warm up Black Sabbath a few, uh, about 20 years ago in the Dome? Sure did. No I idea. I sure did. I thought he was Black Sabbath. Uh, yeah, I think both him and Black Sabbath were playing that night along with the, uh, a few other acts that I can't remember. So is that like when Dio was their lead singer or whoever? Ronnie, we will know if we're evil or divine. No, so he the did both ends? Yeah, he did, he did two shows in one Wow. Night. That's... Uh, Joe, yeah. show me Ronnie James That's Dio's hand signal that he was famous for. I would for. not know that. Ronnie's dead. Yeah. Ronnie's um, dead. Breaking news for you, John? Yes, sir. Uh, it broke about 26 minutes ago that President Trump has pardoned ex-San Francisco 49th owner DeBartolo Jr. Yeah. I saw that, Rook. I just didn't put it in my news. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was breaking news when it came out. Eddie DeBartolo? Yes. Yeah, yeah he had uh, given a, a bribe to Edwards when he was Louisiana's governor. Yeah, and, 400 and, grand. And, and yeah, he was fined a million dollars. And He didn't do any jail time, So, but Trump did. And he is him. in the NFL Hall of Fame. Yeah, so and a lot of NFLers showed up, actually, for the thing. Jerry Rice... Uh, Jim Brown. He was beloved as an owner by his players. Well, he was, well the players showed up for, yeah. uh, at the White House today for well, that. Do you know too. what he did? He had a player's plane, and then he had a plane for the families. So he had a separate chartered plane. Oh. So, it, I mean, it's easy to spend money when you're making it legally. Yeah. And then a, se- <laughs> and a third plane for the girlfriends. Right. For the, uh, right. Well, that's smart. We don't we don't know that that's true. So right, in case, case Eddie's uh, listening. We don't know that. A tip of the cap to the Star Tribune. There you go. Their sports section was named among the top 10 daily and Sunday sports section in the nation, in addition to being honored for finishing the top 10 among sports websites. The Washington Post and L.A. Times were the only other news organizations to place in the top 10 in all three categories. Is that in the medium-sized newsroom or the large market-sized No, room? they've got a pretty healthy situation. They lucked out with Glenn Taylor. Yeah. How are you guys doing over there? We're a little shrinking. I'm rooting for your underdog over yeah, there. yeah. In Ohio, Stark County woman was arrested Thursday. Do you have to sweep when you're over there too, or you just you just specifically wow. right? Wow, Matthew! Oh my God! Stark County woman was arrested wow. Thursday for repeatedly calling nine one one to tell a broom to tell police her parents shut off her cell phone, according to court documents. Uh, what makes this weird is. Uh, she's 36 years old, and she lives with her parents, and they shut off her cell phone. Here it was, 1997, Black Sabbath, Ozzy, Marilyn Manson, a Pantera, Fear Factory, Machine Head, Power Mad 5000. I can't imagine why I would not have gone right. to that. What's your number, and then going to that one? What's your number? That's a zero. And that was at the Dome? I believe it was, wow. yeah. Wow. Yeah, and uh, something. somebody might have put something in my drink that night. <laughs> something was weird about that night. 36-year-old Saloni Katarpal of Jackson Township charged with disrupting uh, public services, a fourth-degree felony. On February 13th, she called 911, demanded police respond to her home because her parents had shut off her cell phone. 
First time she called, police warned her to only call for real emergencies. Hours later, she called again about her parents shutting off her cell phone. According to court documents, she was belligerent when police got there and said she thought it was a legitimate issue. She uh, has a preliminary hearing February 27th. Do you think seven years later we'll be uh, looking up her address to find out uh, what her update is? No. Thank you, John. Yes. We'll return in just a matter of moments. Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Uh, let me tell you about Mancetti's Pizza and Pasta before we do anything else. They're at 3603 Round Lake Boulevard, just about one mile north of Highway 10 at Round Lake and Bunker. It's kind of right where Anoka and Andover meet. Uh, I went up there Valentine's Day. Uh, me and the bride, we went up there. We, we didn't get the special because we were a little early. I got a calzone that was full of a cheese and it was full of sausage and peppers and onions. Mm. And it was Wonderful. Mm. Delicious. Uh, they make all their own stuff. Everything's homemade. Homemade meatballs on their spaghetti. All their sauces are homemade. And each sauce, the really cool part is different depending on what you get. You get the rigatoni. You get a little different sauce than we get with the spaghetti. All goes perfectly together. My wife, a big fan of the baked rigatoni. It's delicious with the cheese on top. And pizzas, you can't beat the pizzas. You can get the, anything you want on them. They also have some specialty pizzas that are incredible. And don't forget, they also have the take-home pizzas right in front there. They're frozen, and uh, you throw them in your oven when you get home, and they cook up beautifully. Uh, they make them all there. They are delicious. Again, everything homemade. Don't forget, Monday nights are six dollars spaghetti night for dine-in. You can get half hour, uh, half price. Excuse me, appetizers after eight p.m. for dine-in. And every day, Monday through Friday, they got a lunch buffet. It has pizzas, has pastas, has garlic bread, has a big salad bar. Uh, do all that. Uh, take it in. That's a Monday through Friday lunch buffet. That's Mancetti's Pizza and Pasta, thirty-six zero three Round Lake Boulevard. A delightful can of worms has been opened when uh, with this tweet from the guy who was describing the best beers. Oh uh, yes, yeah. remember that? Yeah. No, no. Well, you weren't here because you, you don't work much. Oh. <laughs> Bert writes, "How about the first Sunday beer watching the Masters?" Ooh, oh, okay. that qualifies, yeah. huh? Ooh, yes. Huh? Huh? Uh, the, huh? The gentleman that originated was Darb at D A R B A Y I T. Mark Reed in Iowa, greetings to you and the crew. On yesterday's show, you were discussing good beers. While you named many good beers, I have a favorite that wasn't mentioned. When the stars align just right, we will arrive at the cabin a little before sunset on a Friday night. Mm. Help the missus pack the weekend's necessities from the car to the cabin, grab a beer from the fridge and a fishing rod from the back door and head to the dock. A quick tip of the cap to the lake neighbors, and with the stars just starting to come out, you begin to cast and crack open the first one of the night. To shorten it up, I guess you could call it the Friday night sunset dock beer, but that hardly does it justice. The sunny afternoon boat beer and the campfire beer are close contenders. If you get those Grundhofer beer t-shirts made, I will take an extra large. Good luck, Mark Reed. It's, uh, it's pretty tough to beat any lake beer if you're, up, so. if you're at the lake. Yep. Have any uh, of you ever gone one month without drinking? Yes. Uh, I have. Besides w- when you were in jail, Reavers, any other time? <laughs> then no. None of you have. Uh, I have. For how long? Yeah, I have. A month. Yeah. Oh, I've Ooh. done more than a month. Uh, yeah, no. Richard Hall in Emmitsburg, Iowa. One of my favorite beers. I'm really partial to the I'm on vacation 3 p.m. brewery 
tap room beer. Waits that long. Especially Voyager Brewing and Grand Marais on the roof looking out over the harbor. Nice. Oh, that's nice perfect. Picture. That's a nice one. Nice picture. Uh, why, why would you have to have beer to enjoy that? Speech? Scott Matura. <laughs> the post golf beer. Of course. Okay. The post skiing beer. The first beer getting ready to watch football. And the first beer when you arrive at the water and start pumping up the inflatable paddleboard. I can relate to the post-golf beer uh, when I golfed Torrey Pines a couple of weeks oh, ago. Oh, you're <laughs> the and envy. Was, and I was sitting in the clubhouse uh, next to a gentleman who had also golfed by himself, and we struck up a conversation. He says, what do you think of the course? And I said, eh, it's a tad better than the Rice County Nine. I think so. <laughs> Did he, too, leave his uh, cheap... Uh, Crappy golf clubs in the cart. When no, you left. I think he had a nice. Then he bought it a pawn shop on the way over. You go ahead and donate those to the kids. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you, Joe. This guy. Unfortunately, this guy has nailed it. I've been following the story of the Greta Thunberg mural that the city of Pit, uh, Bismarck turned down or denied. It's now made its way east on Interstate 94 to Fargo, and I would not be surprised if the good people of that city would also nix it. Not to be denied, again, the Greta folks will make their way east to Fergus Falls, Alexandria, St. Cloud, all with the same result. No Greta mural in our fair cities. Finally, they find a place in St. Paul for their mural and the message of the child's savior for our planet. Greta Thunberg, Mayor Carter and his cabinet of 20 will be more than happy to find a place for this mural and will be u- willing to use taxpayer dollars to get it done. Oh. There's plenty of tall buildings on which to display it. Yep. He's nailed it. That baby's going to head to the country's tallest building. Absolutely, yep. it will. Where it would not be met with any objections. It's, uh, it's already approved for Fargo. Sorry, it's going what? on. The, it's going on the Front Street Tap Room on Main mm-hmm. in Fargo. Uh, you been to that one? Uh, no, I haven't been to that one. Mark, a Fargo copper, writes, I have been a faithful listener in Fargo when you were syndicated here in 2000. I learned of you when I was training with the St. Paul PD. I have not missed an episode in more than 20 years because of syndication. DarFM.com allowed me to download the real radio show and my favorite, the podcast. I may not always be up to the day, but I have listened to 20 years without missing an episode. Thank you. You're here. You're here. You're here. And this is... uh, yeah, I purposely didn't mention this, Steve Mulholland. Uh, forgive me if you and the boys covered this. With her performance at Sunday's NBA All-Star Game in Chicago, Shaka Khan has secured her rightful position atop the worst national anthem renditions oh. of all time. Ooh, I, 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 I heard it, and it was frighteningly bad. I just oh. heard the, the last 10 seconds, which dreadful. was god-awful. Just was it worse dreadful. than Fergie? I was just oh, ask. yes. It's it, the was. Wor- it was worse oh, no, than I Roseanne. Was, I was asking your opinion. I've heard all three. Um, but wasn't it heartbreaking that somebody... I just love Shaka Khan. Yeah, I, I mean, too, I serious, but... really, really love her. And that was just the worst thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And will not play it. He was wondering if we'll play it. Oh, no, I was looking for it. Okay. I, will I, not, will, I will not play it. I will it. discontinue looking. I will not play it. It was just horrific. Uh, Jordy notes uh, that uh, <clears throat> a brawl broke out at a Bernie Sanders rally in Colorado because a black guy was wearing a Black Guns Matter shirt. <laughs> and he was taken uh, taken to task by a Bernie supporter. Uh and Jordy knows silly kids. They don't understand that they can't impose socialism without first taking all the guns. Stalin, we don't let them have ideas. Why in the hell would we let them have guns? Ooh, that's a troubling thought. 
uh, from Milwaukee Journey, Journal Sentinel. Florida man tried to escape the cops by stripping naked. Ribeyes fell out of his pants. <laughs> the manager reported that uh, the fellow was a regular shoplifter. When other shoppers said they saw him stuffing meat in his pants, the manager stopped him. And Jordy notes, I have never seen this at Grunhofer's, but don't give Kenny any ideas. <laughs> That's cute, Jordy. Uh-huh. I, love, I love that one. And uh, Greg Anderson in Amherst, Mass., writes, I listen every morning on my way to work. I plan on stopping at Grunhofer's and perhaps grab dinner at Jack's on my annual trip to Lake Hubert, Minnesota next summer. Cretan, class of 72. You know ah. him? Greg Anderson? Greg, Greg with, Anderson. Greg with two Gs. Two Gs, yep. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's been a teacher for many years, and uh, he was commenting on the uh, suit in Connecticut by the girls who wish to ban trans athletes from their track meets. Got it. And he said, you may have the right to believe you are Napoleon, but you don't have the right to make me pretend that I believe it. Right. That was from Andy as well? That's a zinger. Yeah, yeah. We call him Andy, 72. You've you've never heard of him. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) We call him Andy. Mm -hmm. And John had this in his news, but I watched uh, Jay Cole's report on this last night. It was absolutely... Uh, horrific. Uh, the the fellow who uh, got carjacked on Saturday afternoon on the north end of St. Paul with his two kids in the car, and he said his it, he said he doesn't know it could have been two to as many as six kids, dragged him out of the car and beat him up, took his keys and his wallet, and off they went with the eight year old boy and his one year old sister still inside the car. Mm. John did that story. I said That's, as that, John alluded to in his oh, newscast. Okay. Okay. This right. was. Uh, this was in broad daylight. He said, uh, "He said seven juveniles have now been arrested in connection with the assault. Seven. seven. And, uh, I doubt that much consequence will come to them. No, They'll be back on the street. Will. They'll like be back on the street. I guarantee you, they already are. Yeah. And they uh, they took that van and stopped somewhere and abandoned it and got in another car and took off. Uh, and this guy's terribly grateful." Uh, it's just amazing. The coppers said the suspects arrested are between the ages of 15 and 16. And this is what the mayor of St. Paul cannot solve. Uh, give me a time on this again, please. Saturday afternoon in broad daylight. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. So what, what, what's the purpose? Let's get. Let's just try to find our way into the mind of these juveniles. They're just abandoning. Is this is this a joyride for them? It's the decline of moral and ethical integrity, and in this case, by kids who have never been taught it. Is it prove your metal? That's what I'm wondering. What what's the point? Oh, right. like an because you're not initiation. Well, you're or, not profiting uh, it by in gain by stealing this vehicle and selling it. There's no more real big um, organized gangs anymore. It's more like groups of. You know, like, say, the five of us. Or the Schmitty gang or something. Right, right. Okay. And that's what it is. It's just small groups of kids out doing random crimes. So there's no—I wouldn't think it would be any kind of initiation thing. It's just, you know— We're wreaking some havoc. You know, you think you're a big shot? Prove it. I just—when I, I, I always hear these, I fantasize that they would take on a, a, a an SUV full of Reavers. Oh. But six guys, Reavers say. That'd be fun. That'd that's, be the uh, end of their exploits for that day. That's right. why we all love the Dirty Harry movies, Joe. Yeah, yeah that's Just right. for that reason. That's right. <laughs> you're, problem... you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, but the problem is a lot of these 15-year-olds now are armed. Well, that's true, and now you risk that. You step forward and risk being uh, mm-hmm. uh, putting them in their place, and you could end up shot. Well, because a guy like me is going to have two reactions, one if I'm by myself and one if I have my kids in the car with me. Mm-hmm. You just, and unfortunately, you have to think about things like that. You know, not only do they not respect our lives, they don't even respect their own lives. Correct. You know, they just don't care. 
You know what I did at Schmelz Countryside? But as a light rail ambassador, you uh, you're ready to go, right? Yes, at all times. You know what I did at Schmelz Countryside Volkswagen Alfa Romeo and Fiat? What'd you do? Extended the lease for, uh, for another month at least on the Alfa Romeo because I'm not ready to give it up yet because I don't know what I'm going to do. Nice. So I called the leasing company and they took care of that. You ran the numbers. A- and uh, we did run the numbers. And I'm talking about uh, an Alfa Romeo I secured from Schmelz Countryside of Maplewood on the southeast quadrant of Highway 36 and 61. I love cars with panache. I love cars with a history. I love Volkswagens, Alfa Romeos. I love Fiats and their history. Right now, the Alfa Romeo 2019 clearance deals are around, uh, because the 2020s are around the corner, a great uh, clear out of 2019 (coughs) Fiats with discounts up to $5,000 off on the 124 Spiders. The 2020 Volkswagen Tiguans are on the ground and ready for delivery. Uh, For those of you getting your kids uh, a vehicle and you don't want them stuck in the sand, try the Fiat 500X or the uh, Golf uh, four motion drive. These are cars that will get you through the worst winter has to offer. Uh, this is a family dealership in its third generation. They don't own 15 stores. They take care of you right there, right there in the corner of uh, Highway 36 and 61. Schmelz, Countryside, Alfa Romeo, Fiat, Volkswagen. And you find all the inventory at Schmelz, VW.com, SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com, and SchmelzFiat.com. That's S-H-M-E-L-Z, Schmelz, Countryside in Maplewood. Truth, Justice, and the Souteray. Rob McClanahan will be joining us Thursday to celebrate and reminisce about the uh, events in Lake Placid 40 years ago. Robbie scored the winning, what proved to be the winning goal in the gold medal game over Finland. And uh, we'll have a lot to reminisce about. The fellas will all be in Vegas over the weekend in a Herb Brooks memorial. I was going to ask about that earlier. Why why Vegas? I'm not sure why it's held there. But they're no dummies. They've gotten older and wiser. They want to be somewhere where it's warm. I just thought maybe that there was significance with that team in that Mm -hmm. city for some reason. Mm -hmm. Okay. But if you locally want to celebrate uh, that anniversary, St. Paul's got a big thing going on Saturday from 8 to 5. Visit St. Visit. SaintPaul.com because they're going to be honoring Herb Brooks locally here uh, with a parade, uh, all sorts of festivities at CHS Field. Cool. But visit SaintPaul.com uh, if you want to uh, participate in the parade as well. Here's John Height. Well, thanks, Joe. An investigation underway after a male suspect tried to kidnap a person near the University of Minnesota's campus by trying to push the victim into the backseat of a car. It happened about 10.30 in the morning, this morning, Tuesday morning, near the intersection of 6th Street Southeast and 10th Avenue Southeast. We don't even wait till darkness anymore right. for this crime. Jesus, that's right over here. Right. Mm-hmm. Campus safety alert said the suspect had, quote, gray facial hair, a gray hoodie, and blue pants with a stripe. The suspect left the area heading in the northbound direction. The person uh, who was uh, attempted to be kidnapped was not and is okay. Did you see the Twitter video of the gal on the elevator yes. and this creep? Yeah, yes. that's the first Love thing it. I thought. Tries to Johnny. assault her and she beats the living crap yes, out of the yeah, guy. She did. It's fantastic. That's you know? awesome. Just it, fantastic. Well, it just goes to show you that there are some people out there that have no fear. We have a decline of moral and ethical integrity. 
And that, Jeff Bezos, is a greater threat to humanity than your imagined climate BS. That would be the greatest threat, I think, Joe. I think so. I think you're right on the money there. Mm -hmm. A debris fire at a recycling plant in Becker reportedly giving off a a funny smell Tuesday morning. According to the Becker Police Department, a passerby reported seeing a fire at the Northern Metals Recycling Plant 2.30 in the morning. Police said the fire appeared to have started in a debris pile of crushed up cars in the plant's lot. Authorities said damage appeared to have been confined to the debris pile. Nobody was hurt. Police say they received several questions about the air quality due to the heavy smoke. Officials are currently working to identify the air quality and anything else that would be problematic with the smoke. <laughs> For precautionary Good reasons. Lord. We better have a study. <laughs> For precautionary reasons, those with respiratory issues are urged to stay inside or get in a well-ventilated area. We're, we just all need to be babysat all the time, don't we? Mm-hmm. You, you got a whole bunch of cars on fire. It's going to smell bad. It's probably going to make you cough. Maybe you should move upwind. Right. That, that'll be $1,000, please. I, you're a consultant. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're a professional consultant. Unbelievable. The Becker Police Department reported fire crews remained at the scene Tuesday morning to investigate and put out. Hot spots. Federal judge on Tuesday refused to delay sentencing for Trump confidant Roger Stone on his conviction for witness tampering. That decision by Judge Amy Berman Jackson came after President Trump tweeted in defense of Stone and said it should be thrown out. Meanwhile, a National Association of Federal Judges reportedly called an emergency meeting for Tuesday to tackle mounting concerns about the president and justice officials' intervention in cases involving Trump associates. Uh, that letter that uh, yesterday we talked about with Justice Department employees, former Justice Department employees, it was at 1,100 when we talked about it yesterday. Now 2,000 have signed an online petition urging William Barr to resign. An Uber driver. What do, you, of, what do you do if you're Barr? Do you acknowledge that? I mean, that's it's quite the list, so it's, mm-hmm. and it's from both sides of the aisle. Yeah. I, and I from your peers. Yeah. yeah. An Uber driver accused of firing shots at passengers who told him he was driving the wrong direction has been arrested in Louisiana. 53-year-old Ahmad Ahmad picked up the passengers after midnight Sunday from a bar in New Orleans. According to news outlets, they requested that he take them to a location in Kenner, about 15 miles west of downtown New Orleans. When Ahmad began driving the passengers across the Mississippi River, the passengers told him he was going in the wrong direction. An argument began and Ahmad stopped the car. One of the victims called police while another ordered a different Uber. After the second ride-hailing driver arrived, Ahmad allegedly took the key out of that car's ignition, got a gun from his own vehicle, and fired shots at the folks. Police said everybody was able to run away from the gunfire. Ahmad drove away but was arrested after he returned to the scene. He was booked in jail in New Orleans Parish on aggravated assault, theft, and illegal use of weapons charges. Uh, it's, uh, he Why did since, he return to the scene? Uh, good question. Maybe he wanted to come back and finish the uh, yeah. the uh, situation. I, I I have no idea. Because I would have been unlikely to pay him had he returned to the scene. Yeah, I don't think I would have given him any money either. Yes, Mr. Reavers? I have an idea. You know, we've been talking about the GL road trip for the these last couple of here. months. R- recall this? Sir? Yes, of course here. I do. I have a better idea. All right. We all start here. Yeah. But we all go in different directions. Yeah. Same mileage, same time, and then we see who gets where first. I'll be there first. Because I've been eyeballing this this road trip through Montreal to Maine. It looks freaking awesome. Well, we're not taking a road trip to Montreal. No, I'll do that one. Uh, you I'm guys go to, to where, you go to Utah, go wherever we want. Mark Island. As long as it's the same mileage traveled. No, that sounds dumb. What? 
I think that sounds amazing. That way we all have different photos, different video. And we don't have to spend time with each other. That's the better point. If we go to Kentucky. But, you know, so we'd schedule, a like, say, two weeks off, and the first day off would be a Friday. I guarantee you the night before, Such would text all of us and say, I'm working tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Wow. Bitch. Wow. <laughs> okay, so, Rook, you could go to Florida. I'll go to Marco. There you go. I'll go to Mo- through Montreal to Maine. That's 26 hours. Joe, you do Utah like you want to do. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Okay. All right, then. I thought that would be like, we'll that'd We be... might have to work. China <laughs> reported on Tuesday its fewest new coronavirus infections since January. They're and commies. I'm not believing them. At its lowest daily death toll for a week, but the World Health Organization said data suggesting the epidemic had slowed should be viewed with caution. Chinese officials reporting 1,886 new cases, the first time the daily figure has fallen below 2,000 since January 30th. That brings the mainland China total to 72,436. A figure of 98 new deaths marked the first time the daily toll in China has fallen below 100 since February 11th. One of those who died uh, is Ling Ziming, the director of the Wuhan Wucheng Hospital. Uh, that is the hospital designated solely for treating virus-infected patients. Why should we believe them when they house arrest their own people and uh-huh. make other whistleblowers disappear? Here, here. I'm not going to believe a word they say. Right. I have breaking news. Yes? Yoko Ono, 87 today. Oh, God. Vikings warriors were fueled by a hallucinogenic herbal tea as they went on bloodthirsty raids across northern Europe, <laughs> according to scientists. The war- I don't think that Vince can have any legs, Kenny. <laughs> The warrior culture of the Scandinavian Middle Ages was marked by Norse skirmishes with their neighboring communities that often involved looting and pillaging. Elite fighters known as berserkers who went into battle without traditional armor entered into a state of animalistic frenzy before fighting. Uh, It's said that after the battles finished, their anger subsided. And now scientists think the secret behind their fearless rampages, mind-bending hallucinogens. That must be where we get the term berserk. Berserk. Berserkers. Known as stinking henbane, which is otherwise poisonous, the plant wow. the plant caused the <laughs> Those war- Vikings would try anything, wouldn't they? Yeah. I didn't know this. Did you know this? The plant caused the warriors to strip naked for battle. Did we know Vikings? Uh, I did not know that. Fought that's, naked. That's badass. That's really tough. Right. They stripped naked for battle and went into frenzied attacks. Oh boy. Well, they didn't would- Millard take out the Hardies when he was in Vikings training camp naked? When he was using his arms that are more powerful than any gun. That's what it was. Wasn't Millard the one with the gigantic... Uh, no, you're uh, thinking of Asante Shanko. Arms? Yeah. Well, big yeah. arms. Yeah. That Millard had big arms. I know. That was a catcher. Tim uh, Tim Laudner? Tim Laudner. Yeah. The hell? It would have made the... swinging a big bat? Yeah, from what I hear, yeah. <laughs> would have made the infamous warriors unable to feel much pain, the drug would have, as well as becoming unpredictable and highly aggressive. Karsten Fatur is an ethnobotanist at the University of Ljubljana, Sweden, Slovenia, actually. Said the Vikings could have made tea from the potent herb or just drunk it with alcohol. You got to eat some Doritos with these things. (laughs) They taste awful. He said they could have made the tea from it, could have infused it, or they could have made an ointment of the plant in animal fat and rubbed it on their skin would have reduced the sensation of pain and made them wild, unpredictable, and highly aggressive. Hey, this doesn't wow. hurt anymore. Crazy. 
Well, you guys know what the term skull actually means, doesn't don't no, you? No. It means drink blood from their skulls. Oh boy. Yeah. Wow. That's a good chant for the Vikings. Yeah. <laughs> See, I was at a I was at a wedding Friday night. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Only three hand me your phones. Only and, three? I, really? Three hand me your phones. Yep. You guys were especially irritating Friday night. Yeah. My God. Kenny, you're just no fun. Oh, you think you're funny. I thought that was pretty good. You get yeah, two drinks too. and you you think you're Bob bleeping hope. Yeah. Oh, my God. Only three phones. Hand me your phone. Yeah. yeah. Sybil Shepard's 70 today. Okay. I'm For, done. Okay. <laughs> Van away. Hey, who's going to Fratelloni's today? Uh, I already went for paint this week. I gotta. I do have to buy a lawnmower. Before time? before a little spring. early for that. No, I know, but, but what, that's where I'd get. It. But what what is the best time? Because aren't they gonna are they they're not gonna jack up prices on me in springtime? Are no, they? they might have a presale. Oh, there we go. Yeah. All right, that's yeah. what I'm gonna do then. Friday Vanna White is 63 today. Uh, you killing his oh. mic while I go Pod MN? Yeah, on your phone app. Pod MN on your phone app. Download that and you can get all of Minnesota's wonderful. Why don't you podcasts. see if you can go get a jab with Shaletta? <laughs> And you can also go to podmn.com to make it easy on you, though. You want to get a podcast that Kenny's a lot funnier on? Search through garagelogic.com. Garagelogic.com.